welcome to this week in sparkling water. This is UAKMAX on your host. How are you today? How are you doing? Like, how are you really doing, you know? I gotta say, I'm pretty good. I feel like the last couple of episodes I've been sounding a little bit depressed and I don't want to give people the wrong impression. It's mostly that the podcast is uh, somewhere, it's a space I use to kind of talk through uh, problems so it uh, can get a little bit problem heavy, you know? Year of our Lord, 2020, early May. It's a nice day in the neighborhood, y'all. Feel, I haven't been sleeping great. I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded, but I'm not working so much and it's kind of vacation mode, so who cares if you're tired on your day off, you know? It's fine. Things aren't perfect. There's a guy with a, law, with a what's it called, a leaf blower outside of my window right now. It's all good. What else is going on? The Patreon is online, patreon.com slash sparklingwater. There's also a little bit of a competition right now. If you check us out on any any social media, there's a we made a little black dog jump over cans of sparkling water, and if you guess how many layers of cans a little black dog can jump over, then... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a $20 bill and put it in an envelope and just mail it to you. Because that's not how people do it, and I think it's kind of funny. I mean, that's how it's done by grandmas. If grandmas were still around. Both my grandmothers are still alive, so... Don't know why I said that. What else is going on? Yeah. I don't know. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Lightheaded. Ears kind of ringing. Don't care. I'm here. Walking around the store just now, looking for some sparkling water. Because I had uh, two cans of uh, watermelon-flavored sparkling water. Now, anyone can have two cans of something, you know? We all know that two cans... An episode does not make. To make an episode, you need three cans. And But I had two cans of sparkling water, and I'm walking around the store kind of lightheaded, and I'm looking for watermelon. And You know, you ever get that feeling where you're trying to think, but you're like so lightheaded, and I'm in the store, and I can't find watermelon, and I, kept, I keep finding coconut, and I'm like, is watermelon what happens when you shave a coconut? Have I just never thought of how they are the same thing, or what's going on there? is what I'm asking myself in the store. But then I did a couple of did a couple more aisles and realized that nah, it's not the same thing. Moving right along. I've been lamenting the fact that I sometimes struggle to find a straight flavor. And there's a lot of fusions out there. And for the orange episode I was very happy to find three straight orange flavors. Orange versus orange versus orange. And what I have here today is is not that. We're going to start with what, what we know. LaCroix, the skinny can, curate, carafe, whatever. Kiwi sandia. Sandia must mean watermelon, eh? Let's see. I've never had this before. Crack. Ooh. Smells very sweet. You know, I do really like kiwi. I had a sort of a kombucha phase where I was making my own kombucha and then I went back to Sweden and I um, had a conversation with my uh, stepbrother in Sweden, a little Japanese kid, um, and he's really into kombucha making and his favorite kombucha flavor is kiwi. And so I got back to Seattle and couldn't find any kiwis, but I was walking around the Ballard Farmer's Market and what I could find was kiwi berry. 
Now, have you ever heard of a kiwi berry? Because I sure hadn't. And then it turns out that a kiwi berry is like a small kiwi, like a berry-sized kiwi. But so I took kiwi berries and put them in kombucha, and it was actually, it was actually very good. It wasn't sweet. It was like the, all the unsweet flavors of kiwi, which is a little bit weird because kiwi is actually very sweet. And then what you have here is LaCroix kiwi watermelon. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly kind of flavorless. I'm going to give that one like a 4 out of 10. Now, the next one here, I'm very worried about. I'm, I was looking at this bottle, and I realized that I don't actually see the word sparkling anywhere. So I'm worried that it's one of these not sparkling things. So I guess when I crack this baby open, if you hear that good bursting cracking sound of carbonation, then this is a good episode. And if not, then I'm going to make this a very short episode and it'll just be the one that wasn't good. You know what I mean? That 13th episode, you know, that unlucky guy. The 13th happened on the 12th. You know what I'm saying? So I'm cracking this open now. Listen to this. Oh, no! It happened! Fuck! That's not carbonated! Oh, my God! This week is still water! So what we got here is watermelon-flavored still water. Okay, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I'm gonna try it anyway. Oh, my God. Who drinks still water? Okay, no smell at all. Now, here, let me take a step back here. What I liked about this thing, which is why I bought it before realizing that it wasn't sparkling, is that it's called Hint. And that's such a fun name because what we're dealing with here, everything is something where you could use, you could uh, talk about how it's just a hint of flavor. God damn it, I can't believe I, can't believe I self-bamboozled like this, but okay, let's try it. No smell. Oh, that is so fucking gross. Awful. No. The carbonation is vital. Ugh. Who who drinks this? I mean, because it's not good for you. 0% juice, no sweetener, nothing. I mean, purified water and natural flavors. Made under the authority of Hint Incorporated. See? I like that, though. I like the hint. I like that it's called hint. Ugh. Disgusting water. I'm not even going to finish it. And then uh, third one. Lime watermelon from AHA. You know, we've all seen AHA before. We have also seen watermelon before. Do you know when? Do you know when we were having watermelon? Do I have any water? Do I have any sparkling completionists out there that can tell me? I listen. I watch a lot of um, YouTube videos, and uh, there's this one guy called Agad Mator. He's a Russian chess genius, and I watch a lot of his chess videos. He puts up about ten of them a day, and the videos are just that he goes through famous games. But then when he gets to a point where someone did a really really good move that really outsmarted the other person. He does this thing every single episode where he's like, and now I'm going to give you a couple seconds where you can pause the video and see if you can find the move. If you could find it, then, and then fill in the blank. It's always something like, then you are a true chess genius. And then his catchphrase is, and for you who just want to enjoy the show, the move is 
Rook to B4. And it's like, his catchphrase is, for you who just want to enjoy the, sh- enjoy the show. So he's got t-shirts and, t-shirts and stuff with the phrase, like, I'm, ju- I'm just here to enjoy the show. <laughs> I think I might, might buy one of those because I am just there to enjoy the show. I've never even gotten close to catching one of those brilliant moves. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to give you a moment to pause the podcast to, to think about this question. When did we drink watermelon? Okay. If you know, then if you know when we had watermelon, then you're you're probably Ivan. And for the rest of you who um, just want to enjoy the show, um, we had watermelon on the Waterloo episode with um, with Max. Yeah. Anyway, uh, aha, lime watermelon, naturally flavored and other natural flavors. You know, I've been thinking about that, and um, I've been thinking about how there's this SNL skit called Almost Pizza, where um, this mom, she has this pizza box, like a frozen pizza-style pizza box, with a frozen pizza-style frozen pizza inside, but the box says Almost Pizza, and it's like an ad for this thing that's Almost Pizza, and the dad walks in, and he's like, but so what is it? And that's how I feel about this... um, I mean, that's how a lot of people feel about a lot of things, which is why the SNL skit works and why people understand what they're referencing here because you have these things and it's like, so it's not that then. So it's not pizza, I guess. It's called almost pizza. And she's like, it's almost pizza. And then that means it's not pizza. But so then what is it? Like what makes it not pizza? That's how we feel about a lot of things and that's how people feel about LaCroix. Where (laughs) So what is it? Oh my god, keeps me up at night. What is it? What does it mean? What is an essence? What is a natural flavor? So it's not watermelon. So what is it then? Anyway. Again, a high is from the Coca-Cola company. And so far, I'm a pretty big fan. But just, they've figured out something where... They have a bunch of intersections of flavor that they've located that will appeal to a lot of people. And hey, I'm a lot of people. Ooh, yep, that's watermelon. Watermelon lime. Doesn't really taste like watermelon, but still it's delicious. Oh yeah, that's so good. Uh More lime than watermelon, but um, yeah, I mean, it's an eight out of 10. I would drink five cans of that back to back. What else is going on? Let Let me just close my eyes and really really see what else is going on in my life (sighs) so I am feeling a little bit worried about the podcast I worry about being too honest last episode I talked about Julie people thought I was being very harsh on her and really I'm just trying to be honest about the feelings I have that I can't control you know and it's I have feelings and some of them are negative feelings and I'm doing them steps you know and my sponsor step four is that you do an inventory of how you feel about something and and when I'm doing step four I'm constantly like but I shouldn't be feeling about this I shouldn't be feeling that and my sponsor is just like dude you're on step four step four isn't that you have an opinion on why or how or should don't use the word should step four is just Just take note. Just walk down the aisles 
of the bodega of your mind and see what's on the shelf. That's it. Just see how many of these little bags of bugles you got laying around. And there's a lot of bugles in there. And um, yeah, I talked about Julie and I was kind of negative because those are the things I feel. And I guess I'll get to another step on another day. I talked about how my dad, I told him that I don't want to talk to him until he has a, an extended period of sobriety. Immediately, I was worried that my dad was like going to listen to the podcast and be weird about it. And he left me a voice message this morning, and I listened to it for the first time in a while. I haven't been listening to his voice messages. But I listened to it because I wanted to know if it was about him having listened to the pod. But instead, he just did his normal thing of just... He was wasted. He left me a voice message where he was wasted. And he was just saying how he wanted to talk about it. And it's like, bro, that's exactly what I don't want. I don't want to talk to you wasted. And if he does 90 meetings in 90 days, I would probably have a conversation with him. But I don't think he has a desire to do that. And it feels bad. Fuck, it feels bad to listen to his voice messages, man. I can't even, can't even tell you. Really bad. And I just worry that, um, here's, here's what I think about the podcast. I want to do it because I want to do a weekly check-in where I just speak honestly about my emotions and where I'm at and what I'm thinking about and what I'm, who I'm talking to, who my friends are, how we're doing and what we're doing. And I want to do an episode a week for a year or more, at least a year, so that there's a perfect cross-section time capsule of a man at a point in time. And to get to that cross-section, you got to walk through the fire of, of um, radical honesty. And uh, radical honesty hurts. And that's the other side of it. That's the stuff I worry about. I worry about Julie getting pissed off at me after listening to the episode which she shouldn't be because, you know, the episode is me trying to make it work with her. I worry about my dad doing something. I don't even know what. I don't even, what, what, is, what am I worried about? You know, I have this weird, just strange belief that there is a sort of definitive town square. And in that town square, I can be humiliated and when I'm humiliated in that town square, there is no recourse. It's just over. And I think in reality, it's never over. You can just do what you want to do. And, and I mean, you shouldn't be mean to people. You shouldn't hurt people's feelings. But worrying about humiliation is... It's maybe never warranted. It's maybe never something we should be worrying about. Because... If you're doing something because you want to do it and you have a, a reason for doing it that feels meaningful to you, then maybe, you know, I put the Patreon up today on all the social media accounts and I just worry that someone's going to comment on it and be like, you fucking ridiculous, puny, tiny little man who thinks that 
anyone is going to give you $2 to make a podcast. And I worry that, I mean, the way a Patreon is set up out of the box is like you have four tiers and the suggested levels are like, I can't even remember what the defaults were, but I think it was something like $3 for the lowest one and $20 for the highest one. And um, I immediately lowered that to $2 for the lowest one and $15 for the highest one. But I worry that someone is going to comment and be like, $15 a, a month? Because that's kind of a lot of money. It almost feels silly to have that tier. You just cannot deny yourself that. It's like when I worked at that fancy sushi place, we um, we had all this food. Like it was the food is what we were famous for. And then we had a beverage program with prices that were commensurate to the food. Like you could, we had people that came in, three people, they sit down, they eat a big old meal of sashimi and... Um, their check is a thousand bucks, just food. And then we had beverages like wine. We had like a $400 wine bottle. And when I started there, I was like, ooh, a $400 bottle of Pinot Noir. Ooh, how great. I used to work with really expensive Pinot Noirs back in China that me and Antoine uh, imported. You know, I'm very familiar with this stuff. Ooh, it'll be good. I can talk about this wine a lot. Fucking Chateauneuf de Pup. What I didn't realize is we like never sold a single bottle. <laughs> it's just so hard not like you just want to have that super expensive thing be available because in anyone who's trying to do anything where you're trying to make money, you have that fantasy that a very wealthy person who is like very benevolent will just wander in and just want the most expensive thing on the menu. That idea, that image of that person that has uh, that attitude, it's just so hard to shake. It's like, it's so painful and it's like my $15 Patreon tier. I'm so, I was so ashamed of it that after putting it, uh, posting, I had this pang of regret and pain and fear of humiliation and I went back on Facebook and I, it was one picture showing the entire Patreon page and then three pictures just little little boxes showing what the three tiers are. And I went in there and I deleted the $15 tier because I was like, fuck, it's too, it's too embarrassing to have that there. I'm too afraid that someone's going to comment on it and be like, you're lame. Because people think like that. And um, there's this one guy, Joje Ulsson. You know, people say I shouldn't say people's name on the pod, but you know what? I don't care. I just want to say everyone's name and I want to say what I think about them. There's this guy, Yoyo Ulsson, and uh, people make fun of him a lot. And he is, um, he's a journalist. And he just wrote, he, he's a freelance journalist in this sort of new internet era format where you have a website, you self-promote, and you try to get a magazine to pick up some story you wrote on something. And you're always emailing all the magazines and all the newspapers for story ideas. And every once in a while, one of them will pick you up. Dogen's Industrie might publish a story you wrote on fucking the lumber industry in whatever part of China. Who cares? You know, it goes... Back to my friend who is a journalist in the establishment. 
And that guy, you know, my friend, he, um, he's always making fun of Yoya because he has a job as a journalist where he is paid a salary by a real newspaper, a real magazine, a real radio station, whatever, you know? Vermlandnit, you know, editor of the county-level state radio, um, Swedish People's Daily, the old uh, Volkswagen. I don't even know. He, he just has a salary, so he doesn't have to worry about these things. He took a conventional path, and from his ebony tower, he makes fun of Yoya. And he triggers something bad in me because I am afraid of sounding like him because he doesn't sound very cool. Yoya Ulsson. There's something about being a small country and operating in a small language and writing little articles in Swedish where maybe it, you can't scale it enough in a small country with a small language. So he never made any money, I think. And then he had this website with lots of ads. Yoyo Ulsson. And that also didn't really work out. And then he wrote a book or two, and he self-published a book or two, and he had all these social media posts where he was like, it was always my dream to write the book. The point is that then Yoya did this. He, he just kept like uh, lowering his bar and debasing himself more and more. I think he started with some kind of Patreon model. And then he has a website with lots and lots and lots of ads, and no one is clicking on his ads. So then he did the next tier, which is that he writes these articles about China and the articles. Sort of like you're, you're reading about business in China, and then suddenly, loosely in the text, the topic has just sort of shifted paragraph by paragraph. And now suddenly you're reading about an online casino, and there's a link to an online casino. And then you realize that this online casino is actually paying him to work that into the text. And I think we can all agree that that's too much. That's just not good content. When the article literally says, wow, you can play blackjack on the internet now? Wow, how amazing. And that's where Yoya is at. I, I so much felt like um, I don't wanna be Yoya and I am afraid of being Yoya that when I posted my Patreon on Facebook today, I wanted to I wanted to reference that in a way, and thereby shielding myself from anyone accusing me of that because I have already said that. So I wrote, and the original post that I posted on Facebook was people. I wrote this in Swedish. I wrote, "People are always asking me and Yoyo Ulsson how to support us." And I tagged Yoyo Wilson because, I mean, we're friends, you know. I've I met that guy a couple of times, I think. I think we studied Chinese at all the same places, had all the same teachers, whatever. We're Facebook friends. I tagged him. That was my original post. And I posted it. And then I was sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, what is he going to think about that post? Because he doesn't know what I'm talking about. He just knows that there's some guy. <laughs> he definitely does not remember who I am. He just knows that there's some guy who pretends to know him. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make any sense. People are always asking me and yo and how you can support us. Well, now I have a Patreon where you can support us. And then there was a link to the Patreon. That was my original post. Like, what? how is that a defense against anything? I was trying to defend myself about uh, against people making fun of me for being too much like Yoya, which is a completely made-up narrative that only exists in my head. 
And I do that by <laughs> writing this totally nonsensical Facebook post. And then that's what I did. And I posted it. And then 30 minutes later, I was like, I think I got to take that down because he's going he's gonna to comment on it and be like, who are you? <laughs> anyway, um, and I think my fear is also rooted in and me having had a lot of conversations with where I'm making fun of Yoya too. As a salary journalist for state radio, he looks at Yoya and thinks Yoya is a clown. And in that paradigm, I worry about how I will always be a clown because I am a clown, you know. I'm definitely a clown. It's like in that TV show Baskets where Zach Galifianakis wants to be a clown and he doesn't even get to be a clown and he has his French girlfriend and she pronounces the word clown, cloon. And his name is Chip. And she's always like, Chip, you will never be a cloon. You will never be a real cloon. Chip, you're not even a real cloon. That's how I feel, bro. I feel like I'm, I, don't, I don't even get to be a real cloon. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a server, you know, and maybe that's fine. Because it's a, it's a nice, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, you know. And I'm chilling, you know, and I have my health and, and um, you know, I get to sleep in. I get to eat good food. And I get to enjoy life. And somehow, that's not enough. But now I made it sound all depressing again. <laughs> Why do these solo pods always sound so depressing? Uh, yeah, I'm chilling, bro. You know, the coronavirus is not going to kill humanity. My sister gave birth. These were the two things this year that really were messing with me. I was really worried about my sister giving birth while society was falling apart. And there, I mean, I thought she was just going to wander out into the woods and do it. Because in lieu of a healthcare system, you feel me? Because Sweden, Sweden wasn't really doing that shutdown thing. And maybe one of these days I have to do an apology pod where I um, apologize to all the people who uh, listen to Anders Tegnell, Statsepidemiolog. Because we got a old uh, state epidemiologist over there, you know? I mean, Fauci is sort of the same thing. It's funny how each country has like this one doctor guy who's at the top of the pyramid. You know, my sister gave birth and it's a, it's a beautiful young child. And I really, really want to spend some time in Sweden now and I also want a, a kid of my own you know and that's weird because I was married for five years to a woman who identified very strongly as a member of the child-free movement she was a Jen Kirkman adherent Jen Kirkman is a stand-up comedian who does not tell jokes she just sounds angry on stage and talks about how she hates everyone and and how she hates people who have kids and and she sells merchandise on her website and my wife bought a necklace where in gold it says child free it's part of the cf movement i wonder if ivan wants a kid that's my real question ivan's that tricky tricky pony you know you know he's that four-legged pony you don't really know where he's going and and he'll have a he'll have a whole leg that's just his backup leg like he was uh i met him because he was a um trivia master at the blue star right and I remember this one time I told him that I really respected how 
I think I said it like, I really respect how this isn't your main thing. I said it in a way where he is offended, but I actually meant it as a, he can do this thing, which is a hobby, where he doesn't seem to have dreams of it becoming a life-changing thing that pays the bills. And I really respect that because I always struggle with that. Like whatever I'm doing, it always suddenly accidentally seems like I'm hoping for this to be a gateway to me becoming Drake, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I always just want to be a billionaire rapper whatever I'm doing because I have this like narcissism personality disorder thing. And Ivan could be a trivia master and just do that every Monday. And he never needed it to go to the next level. I really respect that guy. I do. We did an episode and I shitted on him really hard. <laughs> and I wasn't even really mad at him, but I shitted on him hard. And he took it like a champ. He took it on the chin and he got back up. And he texted me the next day and he said, oh, I love that episode. And then he texted me three days later and he said, yeah, that episode sucked. And um, sometimes you have to play it like that. Sometimes when someone shits on you, you have to... You have to text them the next day and pretend like it was nothing just so that you can four days later tell them how you really feel about it. But uh, I love that guy and he is... <laughs> He's one of my three Patreon supporters right now. So, uh, you know, it's all love. I don't know, man. Yo, yo, Ulson. Maybe we'll call it there. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you for listening to This Week in Sparkling Water. That was our review of Watermelon. That was Hint. Will it sparkle? No. Not sparkling. And then there was LaCroix, Kiwi, Watermelon. And then there was Aha, Lime, Watermelon. Which brings us to the closing segment, Sparkling Water, Sparkling Mind. For today's episode, I would like you to keep your eyes open. Take it all in. And I would like you to focus on how there's an outside world and with each inhalation, you are bringing that world into yourself. And then turn it around and understand that you live with the illusion that you are in there, in your body. And you can exhale that. With each exhalation, you can focus on how you are taking yourself and pushing a little bit of it out there. And with each breath, you can balance the two. So that it's all the same out there and in here.